0: Bagseed Chronicles is a podcast about cannabis and the people who enjoy it. I hope to provide commentary about cannabis cultivation, cannabis enjoyment, cannabis as an herbal remedy, and hopefully continued cannabis liberation. Now join me, Uncle Dig, and let's overgrow the world. Hi guys, welcome to Bag Seed Chronicles, this is Uncle Dig, and real quick I want to talk about something before we get started with uh, today's regular program. I'm not going to get into politics or police reform every day, but here we go, we're just going to jump in on March 14th. Marvin David Scott III, 26, died in police custody after he was restrained and pepper-sprayed by county jail detention officers. He had been arrested after police stated they found marijuana in his possession. Police officials from the Allen Police Department stated the police officers approached Scott while responding to a disturbance call at the Allen Premium Outlets. Police officers say they observed Scott was acting in an erratic manner and assumed that he was high on drugs. They called for assistance for the, from paramedics from the Allen Fire Department. Scott was taken by ambulance to Texas Health Allen Hospital, where he was in the emergency room, for about three hours. He was released into police custody, and the processed into the Allen Police Headquarters Holding Facility, and then transported and released to the custody of the Collin County Sheriff's Office. After being booked, Officials say that Scott began to exhibit some strange behavior, and seven pigs restrained Scott. They placed him in a bed to stabilize him and pepper sprayed him. The officers covered his face and head with a spit mask. He then became non responsive and was taken to Baylor Scott and White McKinney Medical Center in McKinney, Texas, just north of Allen, where he was pronounced dead. He was kidnapped by the police for acting strangely. And then beat to death. And the excuse they use to kill him was cannabis. On April 5th, 2021, Vice President Kamala Harris said the Biden administration isn't focused on following through on its marijuana reform pledges because it's too overwhelmed with responding to the coronavirus pandemic. In an interview with the San Francisco Chronicle, the vice president was asked about cannabis policy and said we haven't taken that on, despite campaign promises. Honestly, right now we've been focused on getting people food, helping them stay in their apartments or in their homes, getting kids back to school, getting shots in the arms. That's been all consuming. Well, Mr. Scott didn't get to stay in his home. Because you didn't do anything about marijuana legalization. Now, I'm not saying that cannabis is going to be legal in Texas if we have federal cannabis legalization. But maybe cops would feel less empowered to murder people over a plant if it was viewed with a little more positively nationally. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. But for all these people... Let's say cannabis legalization isn't a big deal we can kick it down the road we can wait well I hope the police don't come knocking on your door because when they do you have no rights they can beat you to death they can shoot you and there's nothing you can do except maybe fight back but that has mixed results right We should have better choices in a so called free country. A listener male, listener male, I'm so excited if you can't tell. A listener male, listener male, someone asked a question. Listener male. Golden Nugget writes in Hey, Uncle Dig, what got you into cannabis? When did you get into cannabis, and what kind of experiences have you had, both bad and good? You know, that's an excellent question. Now, what got me into cannabis? Now, I've always been curious about um, psychoactive uh, chemicals that you can uh, alter your mind with, Um, uh, but because um, of my career... In the U.S. Army when I was younger, I really didn't experiment with cannabis too often when I was younger because it was really risky in the army. So when I got out of the army, I was very, 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 very curious. And while I was in the army, you know, there were other drugs that people did that they couldn't test for. But a lot of those were a little more dangerous, like uh, salvia, which I think is fun, but it can be kind of iffy. And then spice, which... No one should smoke, and a lot of other soldiers did a lot of harder drugs because they got out of your system quicker. Oh, but that's not what you asked. So I kind of waited, and then when I got out, I was curious, so I I, I tried it a little bit, but I didn't really use it very often. It was more of like a recreant, and then um, a medical grower friend of mine who's actually hopefully going to be on the podcast um, by the name of Roland Smokes, you know, that's his nom de bloom. Uh, nom de gear. um, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about a little bit of that, but he kind of made me realize that it's more than just a recreation; it could be a medicine and it might be able to help me with some of my issues, uh, coming back, getting out of the army. So, and, and, and I think it does help with those, some of those issues. So, um, long story short, what really got me into growing and into cannabis heavy is, um, you know, using cannabis as a medicine for my uh, PTSD and for, uh, some chronic pain issues that I have. Um, now uh, most experiences that I've had, uh, with cannabis have been good. Um, I don't, I don't think that anyone would continue to use something that made them feel bad all the time, but people do strange things. Um, now I have had some touch and go experiences with edibles. Um, I've had some like mild psychedelic experiences with high dose edibles that I wasn't ready for that caused me to do some, do some erratic behavior. (laughs) One time early on in my uh, consumption history, I was, uh, I was sitting on my porch and I just somewhat recently eaten edible and I was staring into the light that was the street light that was out there and. I guess my mouth was open, and I I saw this vision of a giant moth, and we, like, melded together. Um, But when when I went inside, and uh, my my wife asked me, what's on your lips? And there was, like, powder on my lips, and it turns out that a mouth, a moth, had flown into my mouth, and I had closed my mouth and eaten it. So... Yeah, I, I, and I wasn't even that upset by it. I would just say that it, it was probably a, a negative experience, uh, at least for the moth, because it was probably just looking for moisture, and I was probably drooling. But anyway, so that's, that's you know, your mileage may vary. Thanks, Golden Nuggets, for the question. If anyone else wants to write in, you can reach me at UncleDig4 at gmail.com or you can contact me on instagram at uncle dig if anyone else wants to write in i'm more than welcome to answer your questions or uh help you with any issues you may have or try to find an answer if i can't help you uncle dig's garden update hey guys it is april and it is a gorgeous morning. We might have had our last frost last night here in Southern Oregon. Uh, It yet remains to be seen. Our date of average last frost where we live is April 23rd. But anyway, let's get to the garden update. So I've started some seedlings. I'm on my second run of six right now. Not all those have germinated yet. My first run of six, uh, three... Star Killer feminized and three black domina seeds all germinated. So I'm sitting at a hundred percent germination rate right now. I'm sure as we get into my bag seed in the second run, straw uh, something I call Strawberry Dream and a uh, and some more uh, paid for genetics. Well, I'm sure that will go down a couple percentage points on the next run. I usually don't get a hundred percent germination rate. Especially when you're dealing with bag seeds. Um, my peas are starting to come about of the ground. So those will be attached to the trellis soon. Um, my chickens are laying just about every day. I've just planted some cilantro. I've planted radish. Um... I should start harvesting cilantro soon because I had some volunteers come up. So I'm, I'm I'm getting really excited about the garden. Unfortunately, the clone I took still hasn't taken roots. And I think part of the problem is, is that I used uh, really sharp gardening shears to cut it, but I didn't use a razor blade, and I think that was probably the problem. It's a little over two weeks old yet. It's still mostly green, so I'm going to let it keep sitting there, and I'm going to keep misting the dome and hope for the best. As for the plant it came from, she is, hopefully she is doing well and starting to crowd out my tent. I hope to get her onto her, uh, forever home soon. Um, I've prepared, um, my smart pots for, uh, the outdoor season. I've, uh, and I'm doing a little experiment, so I'm incorporating a light compost mix uh, into the smart pots uh, and I told y'all about that that's my stinky burrito just to go over. I took my uh, old soil from last year, piled it in a plastic tarp, mixed in some uh, some leaves from the yard and uh, one coops worth of chicken bedding. And then I mixed all that together and wrapped it in the tarp and added water periodically and mixed it periodically for... Yeah, it, got, it went out there in November, December, so for about four or five months it's been cooking in that plastic. And so I, mi- I integrated that, I mixed that in with uh, some GMB Organics soil, um, one-to-one mixture there with the composted soil and the uh, GMB Organics uh, raised bed mix uh, that you, I got here from the Grange here in Southern Oregon take I took that and I mixed that together and then I took a covered the top layer of that once it was mixed with a little bit of happy frog and that's what my uh that's what my plants will go in uh in the outdoor season so I set up six smart pots like that and then I did something a little different with the other two I took uh I'm shooting for 8 outdoors we'll see, this year we'll see how it goes so the uh, other two that I did I cut holes in the bottom of them, and one of them is just the um, the normal mix I use of soil without the composted stuff, uh, with holes in the bottom of it, and the other one is the uh, pre, pre-described mix, also with five holes cut in the bottom so the roots can grow into the ground. And then the ground, I mixed in some compost about four inches down into the ground with the native soil, and then put the... Uh, smart pot on top of that so it has some really good soil under the smart pot to get those roots started into the ground if they want to go there I still haven't decided which plants I'm going to end up putting there I've got a little while to decide before we go outdoors remember we don't really go out outdoors full-time at least for sure until Mother's Day at least that's always been my rule of thumb So yeah, we're getting, we're getting right into outdoor season. I mean, you're going to start seeing people go out probably as soon as April 15th. I'm sure you're going to start seeing outdoor plants if you're in a, if you're in an outdoor cultivation area, because some of these bigger plants can be a little bit more resilient. And especially if they're going for those big five, six pound monsters, they're going to be going outdoors really, really soon. So I'm excited for the outdoor season, 2021, hopefully Hopefully we don't have too many uh, too many wildfires this year. We can get some good, good, clean bud. But anyway, I'll keep you posted. Let's overgrow the world. All right, a couple of like brief announcements. So, um, I don't know what the podcasting posting schedule is going to be like. More intermittent. I'm still trying to find the right amount of time. To, in between episodes to drop, both for me from a production standpoint and like what'll like keep you guys listening. But I will try to commit to at least po- posting something every two weeks in regards to the garden updates. Because one of the reasons I started this podcast is that I listen to a lot of other cannabis podcasts. I'm a heavy podcast listener, eh? so I noticed that a lot of them, by the time they had posted, I wouldn't really they wouldn't really say what they were doing on their exact day in the garden. And I always like to know, like, what I always like to ask my gardening friends, like, what are you doing today? Like, it's like April fifteenth. Like, what are you doing? So, like, I I, I want to share that, at least you know, within a couple days or a week, so that people kind of know like what I'm doing, and then they can also see like what kind of problems I run into, so they can learn from my mistakes, and you know, they can kind of, and I can kind of tell people why I'm doing stuff, and I just I, just, I was trying to trying to be. Another source of free information out there for home growers as far as the garden update is concerned. That's why I'm doing it. Um, There's some exciting interviews coming up. Uh, Corporal Connick mentions that he wants to come back on, and I would love to do that. So I think we're going to be sitting down again, I think, here soon. And then I have an interview with an OG Southern Oregon grower by the Nom de Guerre Roll and Smokes. He's actually one of the... uh, people that really helped get me into cannabis as far as growing and producing. And I learned a lot from him, so I'm really excited to talk to him. I'm also trying to recruit um, some feminine voices for the Chronicles, but I've been having mixed luck, but I'm going to keep trying. I will keep you posted. Anyway, that is it for today. I hope everyone has a great day, and let's overgrow the world. Thank you for listening to Bag Seed Chronicles. You can contact me on Instagram at Uncle Dig or at my email, UncleDig4 at gmail.com. The producer of the music found on this podcast is Chad DeVilliers. He can be found on YouTube at Ukuleles Are Stupid and on Instagram at Chadwick Enterprises.